as a coach, I have ideal characteristics and traits in my mind or in my coaching philosophy that I want the makeup of a perfect athlete in my program to be. So the ideal athlete, the ideal player on my team looks like this. So we're talking about having a kid or maybe a couple of kids on the team who are dynamic athletes where it's no doubt this person should be playing, should be starting and playing, but they're frustrating to you. For one reason or another, these kids are frustrating to you because they don't have the work ethic, they just happen to be really talented, and so therefore it, it's a poor example for the other kids, right. or they're goof off maybe. Yeah. They're goof off, but they're a gamer. They show up at game time and play, mm. you know? Welcome to the Coaching Life Podcast. My name is Pat Martin. I'm here with my good friend, Coach Chris Stewart. Coach, how you doing today on this Tuesday morning? Wide awake. Doing well. Been been up moving some furniture over here in campus. Yeah. 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 I guess I shouldn't say that out on the recording. That's not necessarily supposed to do that. That's true. Yeah, Although I was helping the people that were supposed to be doing it. So they I mean, were, well, no, they, they, were, they were doing it. Heck, they 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 move right through that stuff. But they they needed. They actually asked for some help because they, yeah, it's hard. To, did, you know, let me ask you this: Is that is that uh, is that protocol in um, in the high school ranks? Like, are you allowed to say hang your own whiteboard in in your locker room or something like that as a as a coach? Or are you supposed to get the maintenance people? I'm to sure do that? you. I'm sure you have the same issues there. I would I get. Think. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on what you're, I guess it depends on what it is. I, you know, out on your field and stuff like that and inside your dugouts and you probably do whatever you want, but I'll bet if they're probably, I don't know. It's probably, it's probably technically the same, supposed to be the same, but they turn a blind eye to a lot of that stuff. I wasn't, I know I wasn't supposed to spray anything on the field when I was at Athens. Oh, you weren't. Oh, there was one. Yeah, I got stuff confiscated. I got my my pump sprayers confiscated, and my uh, and my um, uh, it wasn't weed killer. It was uh, clover killer, like clover clover and tr- you know crabgrass, you know creeping Charlie killer and all that. Oh, I got out you. there, and I had I had actually I knew this. I knew there was there's there's one guy back. You know, they had they had to fill out those MSDS sheets and all that. Yeah. You know, for all the chemicals they've got. Well, there's one guy who was in charge of that. One of, the, one of the union members was in charge of that, and he uh, he was the only one who took the, the proper tests, I guess, to be able to spray stuff. And uh, oh. he was... Oh, the red he, tape. Yeah. And, and he, see, it's just... He, he, enjoyed, he enjoyed telling everybody that, too. I said, that he was the guy? Yeah. And so I, I said, well, I'll tell you what, we need this done. I said, I said, you know, if you got the chemicals, come do it. And he goes, well, I don't, I don't have the chemicals. And I said, oh, well, here, I'll, I'll send you some links and you can order them. Well, I don't have the budget. I'm not going to be able to do it. I said, well, here's the thing. It needs to be done. <laughs> I, you know, I said, I, I'm, I'm, I want it to be done, so I'm willing to buy it myself. No, you can't. And I said, I'll tell you what. You're gonna Why? Because I wasn't allowed to spray. No, but you, that's the, that's you the could runner. buy it yourself, though, right? Well, I could buy it, but it'd just be sitting there, you know. And he did, well, he didn't want. Here, here's the other thing. Well, this is this was this is funny. <laughs> he goes, he said, I said, well, I tell you what, I'll buy it because I want to buy it, and and you just come down and do it. Then he goes, nope, not doing it. I said, why? He goes, out of principle. 
<laughs> out of principle. He said, they won't give me the budget to buy what I need, and so I'm not going to do it. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, buddy, I'm going to do it because I want this fuel to be as good as it can be for these kids. It comes back. It doesn't come back to you. It comes back to the kid. But those those are the kinds of things. That's the kind of stress that you're just signed up for. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone but, thinks it's just about so I, managing games, right? Oh, my. Yeah, exactly. Here's a little bit of behind the scenes. I went down and sprayed one Sunday evening. You know, when I knew there wasn't going to be anybody on campus. So here I am, you know, uh, you, you know, you still there. might be liable for this. I'm probably liable for this it. Might, it was, it was over five years ago. So that's probably, <laughs> I mean, it was a different school. I don't care. They can forfeit games up there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I came back to, to uh, get my stuff because I, I was going to use some of it for my own yard. You know, I mean, I bought the stuff. And so I came back to get my stuff out of the building. It was gone. And so I, I, I thought, I, so I'm like, what in the world? And so the AD texted me. He said, hey, by the way, if you can't find your your sprayers and your chemicals, they got confiscated by Dwight Schrute. <laughs> I called him Dwight Schrute. <laughs> uh, I, and if, you, I, if no one knows who Dwight Schrute is, you could you can Google that or just go on Peacock or Netflix and look up The Office. Watch The Office. That, and, 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 and that's the guy I'm dealing with right here, <laughs> right? So I, I, I called him. I said, I, I need you to bring my stuff back. I said, Those are my pers- that's my personal property. And I said, I know, I know what he, how he felt about that. I said, uh, he got the hint. So he brought him down. And, and I said, can, can, you, can we sit down and talk? So we went in the dugout and sat down and talked. Because he brought him down, and as he was getting him out of his truck, he said, you know, you know better. I told you, you shouldn't have had I said, well, i tell you what, let's, can we talk? Just like two, <laughs> two men, two human beings. So we sat down and we talked. And while we're sitting there in the dugout, I kid you not, he pulls out a cigarette and lights it. <laughs> and, I'm, and this is a rules guy, right? Like he's got to play by the letter of the law rules. And I'm just letting him, letting him drag on that thing as we're talking. And I said, look, man, I said... This is this is frustrating to me because you even though we had the chemicals available, you wouldn't do it. It has to get done. He said, I understand that. I said, Well, what does it take then to get somebody else certified to spray? He goes, Well, I could actually sub sub license you. I said, Well, do it right now. Whatever it takes. Like wave your hand over me, do you know, <laughs> sign a paper, whatever. We'll get a napkin out of the press box. You sign. He's and and, and he's like, he's like, well, I'll tell you what. And I, and I said, Let me ask you this. I said, it's about keeping the rules, right? And he, and, and he goes, he goes, well, we really should. It's kind of, he said, we could get in trouble for it. I said, buddy, you're smoking right now on school property. <laughs> and you know what? That conversation took a very, a much lighter turn after that. I'm surprised. After that recognition. I yeah. feel like most people would because feel he, like, No, like he didn't feel threatened. No, not at all. He said, well, he said, yeah, I know I shouldn't be. I said, well, that's the thing. I said, and I shouldn't be spraying, but... We, you and I both know it's not going to hurt anything. And, and, and you could smoke a, if you, you want to smoke a cigarette, you could, you could stamp it out, throw it away. No, one, not, no one's hurting anything except for you. I said, I'm not going to tell on you. I said, how about you not tell on me for spraying the field? And we had, we <laughs> came to, is, we came to, it was the, a turning point the, in our relationship. The corruption you, involved <laughs> in, in high school This is how you coaching. deal with your maintenance staff. <laughs> you find, yeah, you find a common ground and it was a turning point in our relationship. I'm not kidding you from that point on. We were good. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, our field looked good too. Yeah. I had to pick up cigarette butts after the dug out of the dugout all the time. But <laughs> no, <laughs> May, we we have we have I guess weed killer that is you know acceptable. And he did that. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't tell this story either. <laughs> 
You better not. They would just ride around on the gator and spray. Yeah. And then they just drive that thing over top of the same warning track that they sprayed. And when and when you do, get on the wheels. Oh yeah, you're not even supposed to walk. Like you walk in it, it'll it'll you put footprints on your. Even if it's even if you think it's dry, like yeah. after you've sprayed, if you happen to step in an area where you sprayed and then walk out on your grass, you're gonna kill that spot on your grass. Oh no! I had a spot like that on the grass this past spring that I, or some summer that I hadn't realized. You know, must have must have stepped in it or uh-huh. something, and uh, they but would it, they would drive so that, off of that warning track across the grass and you could see dead dead in, spots in the outfield open. hopefully no oh no that was across the infield <laughs> oh no coach yeah. <laughs> yeah so what do you do you just reseed that as soon as you can't or fertilize so it, it takes a long time yeah just keep working it up fat you know deep that or uh, what's the word i'm looking for aerate it uh-huh. aerate that spot and and just keep water it like crazy it's just gonna die it's gonna have to come back all right like that spot on our field looks great now came back i mean looks, yeah you can't even tell but that was the middle of the season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing you do about it. Ugh. Yeah. That hurts you. Yeah. The woes. Right. <laughs> it's all worth it though. There's all these things you have to think about. You come in with a plan. Oh, we recording a podcast today. <laughs> That'd be dead gone. We are, aren't we? <laughs> I started it. I don't know. Yeah. We may have to start yeah. over. You come in with a plan. You know, you always have these plans, and the plans are often. Um challenged i would say i think that's one i think you and i've talked about this before an identified weakness for me is is being flexible adapting you know especially to a practice plan i come out with a practice plan i want to hit that thing to the t you know every minute i want to get everything in you know what i mean yeah and uh if one person doesn't show up that i expect to show up it just it it puts me into uh uh puts me on tilt you know i'm ready to to throw my hands up in the air but uh you know, you have plans, you got to adapt them. We had a, we had an individual reach out to us, uh, after our uh, hustle, our hustle episode and wanted that, wanted our two th- episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. Wanted to, wanted to ask us what we thought about a certain scenario. You know, we, we, we've talked about, we talked about it when we, you know, when, when you were hired as the, as the coach at, at Eastern and we talked about it a couple weeks ago when, on the on my interview <laughs> for after I was mm-hmm. hired as a coach at Megs about the type of player that we you know the perfect um, the makeup of the perfect Eastern Eagle or the perfect Megs Marauder and we you know we said all these good words and and uh, put all these you know guidelines out for what would be important to them and and how they would behave and things like that and the question was you know what happens when you don't get that right away or specifically what happens when one of your better players or maybe even a, a you know a, a kid that you really like that you you really enjoy being around that you that uh, you know you think a lot of you think they're going to be successful in life they don't really match up to those expectations that you put out um in the form of that perfect player and you know how do you manage that as a as a coach and you know I, i've i've been thinking about that and i it's it's a tough question. It's a tough situation because you do get in situations where, you know, you you cannot win without talent, Coach. Do you, do you agree with that statement? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so talent, you know, drives a program. Talent you can't drives. win consistently. Mm, You'll win yes, a game that's or That's a good point. Yeah. That's a great point. Yes. Yeah. True. 
yeah, con- ta- de- yes, talent drives consistency. That's a great. That's a great point. That's because uh, you know the truth is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Maybe once or twice. Mm, yeah. To be quite honest. Yeah. No, and I've always gotta, felt that too. I've the, got the arguments I, over people. The idea like that. there is to get your talent to work hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could have a bunch of people who aren't talented work as hard as they want. They're not going to win very many games. Right. They're I've been asked that before. What would you rather have? Nine talented players or nine players that worked hard? And it's like, eh. why do you have to have one or the other? Right. right yeah. yeah. But you know, it's like, well, I want the talent because you know. Because you want to keep your job. Because the <laughs> right. truth is, coaching is way overrated. Mm. And if you have talent as a coach, you're going to win games. And there are going to be years when you're not going to have the same kind of talent, and you're not going to win. You're not yeah. going to win as many games. And the key there is to to be able to take, you know, or you may have one or two kids that are really talented, and the rest of them are not. And you know, that that's tough. So the key is is okay. Let's how can we help this kid? You know, the the kid that's really good to elevate his teammates, right? Sure. That's, that's just pour into him leadership qualities yes. that will help elevate his teammates. And and then you as a coach have to do the same thing. Take these kids that aren't quite as talented or they're not there yet, you know, maybe they're young and or whatever. Right, yeah, and experience, absolutely. And, and get get the most out of them. You know, you hear, we know coaches who are able to get the most out of kids. Yes. And that's, you know, that's what you hope to be able to do. Yeah. And, you know, when... If you find yourself in that situation as a coach, I would think, you know, I've kind of evaluating it from my perspective. I think the the easy thing to do and probably the thing that <laughs> the thing that comes to mind <laughs> maybe first is there's nothing you can do about it. Right. It's just you, you got to deal with this. It's a bad situation. He's, he's the most talented kid. On, you know, he's my best pitcher. Mm. And, and, you know, I can't I can't really. uh there's nothing I can do about it. I can't enforce the same rules because, you know, it hurt the team. Uh, it'll cost us wins. It'll hurt the other players. And I think, you know, ah. th- that's. So let me get, let me go back to make sure that I am fully comprehending the question okay. that we're answering today. Well, the, it's, qu- it's, it's a, it's, the question from a listener is I have, so as a coach, I have ideal characteristics and traits in my mind or in my coaching philosophy right. that I that I want the makeup of a perfect athlete in my program to be. Yep, keyword there. Okay. The, so the ideal athlete, the ideal player on my team looks like this. Yep. However, I have a team that's made up of some kids who you're never you're rarely going to have Let's be honest. You're rarely going to have a team, well, hardly ever going to have a team filled with with those with that ideal athlete because it, because it nobody's perfect. It doesn't exist, right? right yeah, yeah I, it's an ideal athlete. But you may have one come around. I mean, I you know, every now and then you got one. I had one last year that yeah. was pretty darn close to my ideal. The way his work ethic, his talent, you know, his, his you know, his leadership, his, mm-hmm. his hum- humility, everything. It was really, really. He's yeah, probably think, the, one of the best that I've had in that. I way. think what it comes down to is, you know, those types of kids, those types of athletes, have a a a, a group of the qualities, you know, enough of the qualities yeah. that even that some of the qualities they don't have that aren't mm-hmm. you know 100 percent there, they're masked or they're, right. they're, they don't right. have a negative impact because of all the, the uh, other stuff that they bring. Yeah. But sometimes you have kids that, that really have a, uh, a, uh, a, a, a lacking of a quality that, yeah. that stands out and that, you know, yeah. that everyone sees and, you know, but he's a really good player. Right. So yeah. he doesn't fit your, he doesn't necessarily fit your, he, he, so it's, so we're talking about having a kid or maybe a couple of kids on the team who are, 
dynamic athletes where it's no doubt this person should be playing, should be starting and playing, but they're frustrating to you. Yes. For one reason or another, these kids are frustrating to you because they don't have the work ethic. They just happen to be really talented. They don't. And so therefore it, it's a poor example for the other kids right. or they're goof off. Maybe yeah. they're goof off, but they're a gamer. They show up at game time and play, mm. you know, is, is that, is that what we're trying I think to so. talk yeah. about? Yeah. I mean, today? it was, it's yeah. a, it's a, you know, I'm the, I'm the middleman here, but yeah. Um, that's that's yeah that's that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, you looking at me like? Well, I've got I, I, I've got, <laughs> I don't know I've, got I've got two I don't know. I've got two ideas. I've experienced that. I don't want to ever. I don't want to use names because I mean I've been coaching. I mean people, it's a chance people you know listen okay. and know who I'm talking about. But but it is frustrating. Yeah. I've had kids that I thought, man, there's a lot, there's a lot there. So what do you, cause let me, let me give you an example that is different, but kind of the same, you know, when you like in the NFL, I know the Browns did this with Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is, was the left tackle for the Browns for 11 years. I think he's going to be a first ballot hall of famer. Great, great player. As mm-hmm. he got older in his career, he didn't practice as much as the other guys. They gave him time off. Now, you can say that was a strategic thing to make sure he was healthy. But the bottom line is he was the the way they managed, you know, Joe Thomas, the person, the player was to give, you know, basically he didn't not that he didn't work as hard when he was there. Yeah. But he didn't work as much. And, you know, is that what's different? Roger Clemens had the same deal. Oh, yeah, a lot. I mean, it's, that's Houston a, Astra. Everybody, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of pro athletes have that. Yeah, you know. Well, let 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 me. Let, we <laughs> this is a good example. King Griffey Jr. Uh, remember when? Uh, remember when Brenneman ripped his butt for not yeah. running down the first baseline? Yeah, yeah. But he he's consistently dealing with hamstring issues. Yeah, you know. And you want King Griffey Jr. to hit the ball hard. I mean that's why <laughs> that's why he's in the lineup. So are you really upset as a coach mm-hmm. when King Griffey grounds out, you know, in, at the for the last out of a game, a four run ball game, and he doesn't hustle down the line? I get what Brenneman was saying. I do too. Because appearances yes. mean a lot, right? Right. And and <laughs> especially if you've got younger players in that dugout that maybe don't know that aren't thinking along those same lines, right? Like yes. they don't understand why maybe he's that there's a good reason why he's choosing not to yes. give a burst here because he seems like he snapped a hamstring every every time he did that. Right. And well, yeah. Bryce Harper's a good example of that too, kind of in the opposite way. I love we, Bryce we, Harper. We played plays. that clip a few weeks ago on our hustle. Remember that? We we played a clip of him That's right. Yes. jogging and turning and going straight to the dugout on a ball that was hit back to the pitcher. The pitcher bobbled. Yes. Yeah, and the coach set him out the rest of the game. The the What I was thinking was, though, like his flamboyance, like the way that he plays the game, and like a lot of the older guys were like, oh, you don't play the game that way and yeah. stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, me, I'm like, I, I, like, I like that. I like his energy. I like him having – baseball's a fun game to play. Mm-hmm. Why not have fun? Yeah. But there's, there's also something to be said about, you know, what, the makeup of your roster – as that baseball mm-hmm. team, if they if he has a bunch of older guys around him, they're not going right. to receive him well. So as alienate a coach, himself. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So as a coach, you worry about those things. Yeah. You know, you what have mean? to. How do you, and so you know? That's quite how, how do you, you deal it? with it? Yeah. Uh, and, and and you know what? It's easy to talk about it among the pros, 
Sure. Because it's, it, it's one, we're not there, but two, it's a whole different animal. It is. It's we're, completely different. It's a how, good example, but a bad example. As a, high it's a different school, game. How, as a high school coach, how do you manage that? And as a, as a youth coach, how do you manage that? Because you're also trying to develop people, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, one person, you know, you could just easily say, well, you know what? If that's the way they are, cut them. Whoo. Yeah. You're gonna cut one. You're gonna cut a guy that's gonna hit four hundred potentially. Cut, cut a guy that's yeah. gonna hit four hundred. That's tough. No. <laughs> just give you that answer right now. No way. Uh, you're probably <laughs> you're probably not gonna be around long if you <laughs> right. do that. I guess. Right. Yeah, right. It's gonna be hard to explain. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two ideas. I'll give you one, okay. and then you can respond to it and see if you have something. I think you know this comes down to, you know, you, it comes down to relationship and communication for me. Mm-hmm. I think and it may not work. It may not work. You you may be frustrated with that player, you know, for four years as a high school coach or longer. And I'll and I'll come up with a I'll add to that later. Um, but I think that's why it's important for players and coaches to have a good personal relationship with each other, yeah. because that's that's how you know, that makes communication better. That makes it easier to have tough conversations it makes it easier to encourage uh, effective behavior right and if 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 that you're never going to get a player to do anything for you if they don't they're either going to have to be afraid of you or they're gonna have to trust you yeah right it's hard to make players afraid of you these days i think yeah the world the, the that we live in. The coaches that try to do that, you always sent, you always tend to see something coming up, controversial. Yeah, you know, on the Twitter feed or on, right. you know that this guy said this or did this, and because all it takes, if you're trying, I mean, yeah, you got an entire locker room of people, and all it takes is one who whose feelings get hurt, and then you're you're ruined. Yeah, and these kids are friends. It's hard. Yeah. It is a different. There's a different approach. There's a reason why coaches like Bill Parcells had to get out of the game. Mm. That, that was his style, mm. right? And he he just knew he couldn't. I can't coach anymore. I can't coach the way Jimmy Johnson. I'm pretty sure is probably the same. Although he got paid a lot of money after after retiring. From yeah, he the, did for sure. The Cowboys. You think Jimmy Johnson was that? How Jimmy Johnson? Oh, coached? Man, he was a hothead. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't really realize that. He was fiery. That. Yeah, yeah. But John Gruden also. Probably I never I couldn't stick around for the Cowboys because you know. Jerry, oh well, I the yeah the stories are that he butted heads yeah. badly with, with only yeah. only one guy. It was his way or the highway. Yeah, right. Well, it's also Jerry's way or the highway. It's got to be right. Yeah. It's got to be Jerry. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so you know, I think I think there you have to have, and like I said, it. I'm not. That's not the. There's no. I don't think there's a there's a fixed you know a guaranteed solution to any of this. I just think you know if you have that issue with a player that's that's where you really have to focus on that that relationship mm-hmm. so that they you know you're on the same page they trust you so that you can trust them and you know when when that when it gets to that point it's easier for them to understand and hear team messages yes you know, i need you to do this because of this yep. i don't i you know i don't when you do this stuff it it it, yeah. it this happens to the team and if you know if they don't if they don't trust you if they don't respect you it's hard to get those messages through. Yeah, that's that's a good word. I've had, you know, I've had on rare occasions I've had this I've had this experience. I had a player that was very 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 good. Um 
you knew he was going to, he, he, you know, people, everybody on the team, the kids, the kids knew he was really, you know, probably the best hitter and without a doubt he was the best pitcher. And, and so when, when he was in the game, that's what you're going to get. I mean, that's, there was no way that you would give this person a lesser role in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. But some people are, some people, well, if, if you're not born with a natural charismatic leadership quality, you know, then you've got to build it. I think, you, I think leaders can be made without mm -hmm. a doubt. And, um, but some people don't want to be made a leader and this guy didn't want to be a leader. Yeah. And so I did have to do that. There were times there were, I had moments and it was plural, not one moment. There were moments when I had to just sort of, you know, you know, meet him at his car one day after practice and say, Hey, I want, let's chat about something real quick. Mm. You know, you're not in trouble, but I just want to, I want to, I want to explain a big picture thing to you, you know? Right. You know, like maybe he was goofing off in practice that day because this is a guy that could goof off and still hit the ball over the fence. All the time. I mean, you know, I'm just, it's just, <laughs> right. yeah, it's just, and, but you, you don't, you don't want that. Yeah. You don't want that because, because the kids that, that, that can't afford to goof off because it's going to really, you know, I mean, his game was never hurt. Right. It didn't matter what he did. When he stepped on the field, he was he was going to be good. Yeah. These other kids, they couldn't do that. And I and that's what I that's kind of the approach I took. I said, "You have a gift. You you have a you have an incredible gift." And I said, "I know it's not just all gift. You work you do work hard. You work hard in the areas that you want to work hard in." But I said, "There are times when you and I both know you don't. And there are times when you, you clown around a little bit, right? The problem with that is, I said, it's one thing to have fun. I like to have fun. I put on music during BP. I walk around, jaw with you guys. I said, we had, there are times when we have fun. So that sometimes the problem is you don't know where the line is. Right. You want to have fun. You know, you, and, and I said, there are a lot of young kids on this team, a lot of younger, and some guys aren't younger. They're just, your, they're your peers who don't have the same kind of talent that you have. They don't have the same kind of gift that you have. And they have the times when you made maybe don't have to work as hard. They got to. And when they see somebody that they see as a leader, and what was funny is I remember one time having this conversation with him, and I could see his eyes roll when I used that word leader because he didn't want to be a leader. <laughs> and I said, I look, I know, and I and I stopped. I said, look, I know it's not something that you want, but it's something you've been granted, whether you like it or not. And it's like being born royalty, right? You may not want to be a prince. But that's who you are, right? And I said, so respect that. I said, whether you want it or not, respect it. Mm. And I said, what I mean by that is just recognize that everything you do, there are eyes watching you and you're a model for other people. Right. And I said, I said, can we have a system where you and I, like we can communicate without having to communicate this out loud? Like, you know, like I can, you, you know, when you're doing something that I think you should, you know, you know, maybe change that behavior. I could kind of look at you and nod or whatever. And, and, and he was good with that. I mean, this is a guy that I knew since he was younger too, you know, a little kid. And so I was that, that developed, that relationship was already there. And so I was able to have that kind of a conversation, but, um, yeah, it was just, it, it is, it, it was that, that's the, and that's a type of player that is frustrating because Everybody has seen it. You've, you've, you've heard people say this before. Boy, I wish I could take the heart out of this guy 
over here who's maybe slow and fat and can't play, has no talent whatsoever, but man, he loves the game and he gives mm -hmm. everything he's got. I wish I could take his heart and swap it with this guy over here who's been given a God-given gift, but he takes it for granted and swap him out, right? And <laughs> That's it, what I did my whole high school Everybody career. has those kinds of players. I wish, I, wish, I always wish. Oh, I your had... coach was saying that about you. Yeah. I wish I could take your heart and put it in this guy <laughs> I, over there. Yeah, no. exactly. I, I was saying that about me. I wish I could have that guy's <laughs> yeah, right, talent. Yeah, right, right. His if I speed. could have that guy's talent, but you know, it just sometimes that's what you've got. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's a really wild thing, and uh, you know, it's it's why there are coaches. It's why we. It's why it's we're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. that 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 little thing there has nothing to do with with teaching mechanics of a swing, right? Or getting in a bullpen and going through I mean, that. But that affects the team. Yes. In, in 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 ways that are completely intangible, but in extreme uh, extremely valuable ways. Oh man, I hear you. That's 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 a good point. That's all, I always when fan. Well, uh, Dusty Baker, Reds fans, man, <laughs> they wanted Ran to get him out of town. They wanted to get rid of Dusty Baker, yeah. and I kept saying, "Don't get rid of Dusty Baker." Like he can't win the big game. He doesn't make good decisions. Like you don't want him because of the decisions he makes in a game. He's the guy that players today especially love. Yeah, he's yeah. a clubhouse guy. He is. He makes things run smooth. Yeah. And when they got rid of him, you know, but now they do have some chemistry now. Maybe that, maybe that you know the new coach is doing a better job of that. But yeah, the, you 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 have to. That's your job to make things mesh together. And I you know I was going to say, is there ever a moment where maybe you let that go because you're watching, you know. You, you know, you see a certain type of behavior out of out of one out of a player, but you don't. It's not really impacting the rest of the team, right? Hard to say, you know, over the course of the season how it might. Yeah. Right, because you you got to expect that you know a, a certain type of behavior will have a negative impact, you know, regardless. And it's hard to leave that to, to yeah. chance. Yeah. Um. But you know, that's that's something you have to consider because what you want, you're you're. It's about the program well, more than you yeah. know, necessarily. The reason you want a perfect player, the reason you have a player with all these certain attributes, all these certain qualities, is because you want the one. You want that player to succeed, true, mm -hmm. but you want the program to 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 have a certain appearance as well. Mm -hmm. So if you know there's a leveling out of all these right. different attributes right. of all these different people, you can still get to where you're at. Yeah, you have to, but you got to be careful. You as a coach are always thinking on a program level. Yes, and it's, and your kids aren't always thinking, and your parents certainly aren't thinking that. that right, way. but you've got to find a way to to help the kid think on the on the bigger picture of the program level yes. as well, and take pride in that. Yeah. Take pride in what they do because of that, and that is that's a harder thing to do today than it was you know years ago. I mean, why I, do you I, why do you think? Well, there's just no pride in anybody's school anymore. Anyway, mm. I mean, a lot, a lot of it's a community thing. Or I'll tell you what I think. I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you uh, something that really handicaps it, and that's the turnover. Ooh, I, th I think, coaching turnover. Yes, I think you know this. Yeah. Is, this you is get a, kids who have different sets of rules every other year. Yeah, and things like that. I think a coach. If here's the thing: if you if you want to, and this was my second idea, if you want to make sure that the the kids in your high school program have the qualities and attributes that you look for in the quote unquote perfect player for your program you start developing that in youth ball mm -hmm. and and so that's that's a coach's responsibility yeah. i would say but here's the here's the flip side to that as a school as a district yeah. you got to make sure the best that you can i understand 
you know, some people aren't right for the job. And, 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 and sometimes you don't know that until mm-hmm. two or three years into, into the, you know, into it. And you, you have to make a change. That's, yeah. you know, that's the way it is. But don't, you know, y- your goal, your, your, your mission should be, we want to hire a coach that's going to be there yeah. as long as possible. Yeah. Because if that, because it's culture, and I think that impacts the parents, because you say, you know, parents aren't into that. Mm-hmm. Well, th- who's teaching them to be that way? You know what I mean? Who's mm-hmm. who's talking to them about these yeah. types of things? Who's who's modeling these types of things yeah. for them? It you know that's a culture, right? And it takes a long time to build. So you know, you, you it, it helps the parents, it helps the players, it helps your coaches coming up through, and it helps everything yeah. to know one for that coach and that program to interact with the community with the, with the youth, mm-hmm. and two for those kids that are you know t-ballers to know that coach stewart's going to be my baseball coach when i get Mm. into high school that's powerful it is for a program yeah and i think that's what i think if there's any way if there's any solution that's the best route right there it's difficult because you you know you don't always get the opportunity it's a lot of extra work but i think that's to me that makes it this is the most logical direction to go well, get, all the gears, you want. all the different moving parts are working together for the same purpose, and all the all these different, you know, all the different levels of play, all the different people, all the different roles. They're all they're they all have the same common thing mm-hmm. in mind when they're doing what they're doing, and therefore it just becomes natural for the kids that come through the program to think the same way while they're playing for you. Yeah. And they and and so they already have that bigger picture view of it. Yeah, I can see that. I felt that when I took over after Coach um, Gibson at Athens, because there were there were things that he had established and was very firm about, and it had been that way for a long time. You know, like you know, honestly, you know, role players, kids that sat on the bench, some, you know, that had to, you know, that had to sit, sit out games, you know, had to pay their dues. Kids didn't come into that program and they still, I mean, they still didn't, they didn't, when I was there, I mean, there were, you know, you have moments, years, you know, certain people, certain families that they're a little more difficult than others. But for the most part, when kids came in as freshmen, freshmen and sophomores, there was zero expectation that they were going to get any varsity time at all. Yeah. Because, well, one, Gibby, Gibby was, was very, very much into playing older guys. Mm. And, um, and he, I think I remember him saying to me, uh, there was one guy, Kyle Dean played, he started, started as a varsity, as a freshman, as a, started varsity as a freshman. We had one other guy that did it. They started to trickle in, but I mean, it was rare. Very, very rare yeah. because it just wasn't. It wasn't something he wanted to ever do. He had good reasons for it as well. Um, but uh, every he said like every every once in a while a player will come around and they they belong on on the varsity squad. And there are a lot of people who come into high school and I mean they just assume I got a, I got a shot here to make the varsity team. And you always want them to have that. But they they didn't that that was just not an expectation. When right. I, and I, I didn't it was it was good because then I had a little different philosophy. I wanted to put the best, you know, I, I didn't care what grade you were in. I, I'm gonna put the best what I felt like the best nine was out there. And sure, he, absolutely. He did the same thing. It's not it, it's not that he did he always did that. No, no, no. It's right. just that he was a little more strenuous no. in, in, in his in his bringing up of younger kids. Sure. It's it, it, it's a it's an indicator of the strength of your program. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. Right. If you if you have a lot if you're if you're year after year having a lot of freshmen, sophomore play varsity, your program's probably not that strong. That's yeah, just all that's the, yeah, you're and right. I, and I would you're say right. I would say that, you know, I've I've seen this kind of this you know, when I was when I was in high school, Daniel Hannon a good friend of mine, basketball player at Megs, played varsity when he was a freshman, and it was a hey, I I'm, I made the varsity team, you know, mm-hmm. and he was good enough to play. I mean, he was he was an yeah. exception to that rule. I mean, he was he was good. Yeah. Now it seems like it's a disappointment for fr- like the right. freshmen don't feel like right. that they're that they're good if they don't I play know. varsity, and that you know that's that's to me that's a that's, that's a culture that's a thing. Real it's a detriment program. to high school programs to have. To, to have that because then you, you might have kids that decide, well, I didn't make it this year, so I'm just going to quit, give it up. Right. You know, or maybe may coming from their parents too. I mean, that, true. That happens. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, but I, I definitely, I definitely can, can, can confirm that that point that you made about the culture and the longevity, the culture being built because of longevity mm-hmm. is, is a way to, um, it's not a short-term answer to this question, but it is definitely a good answer to the question. So, Megs, where you're at, just just keep rolling it over. Don't think about getting rid of me. That's right. <laughs> oh, you had you had. I see you had another motive for giving that answer. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I you know I really think people would. I I do. I think I think the people who do the hiring they want. Yes, that, yeah, longevity. they do. But you, they're also under, I mean, for they some are. reason, people think that they can just go directly to the superintendent about anything that they want to complain know. about today. And too many school districts get that. They get, you know, somebody gets chapped because their kid didn't start on a team, or it might be something silly, like their uniform is a little bit different color because it's faded. And, you know, I mean, really dumb things, you know. <laughs> You forgot to give my kid his letter at the end of the school year last year, and so I'm now going to hold it against you. I've had it's, I'm just these are real examples that it's I our, remember over the years, right? It's our cancel it's, can, cancel culture. Oh my that, goodness! You know, we can't disagree and about so what, anything. And so what? Yeah. So what do we? What are we going to do about it? I want that coach fired, right? <laughs> yes. I, I want that coach fired, right? You know. Yeah. Communication's key. It is. Communication is important. Yeah. I don't know. How does do you have a uh, do you have a protocol uh, at Eastern or did you have one at Athens as, as in regards to issues like that? Did you did you talk about that? Like, hey, look, if there's an issue, you know, and a parent wants to talk to me, this is the this is the protocol you should follow. Oh yeah, that's in the manual. That's yeah. in the team playbook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I and I've actually changed my entire line of thinking on that. I I used to used to have a really quick answer to that, and that was. Um, I'll communicate everything through our athletes and I expect them to be, you know, mm-hmm. responsible young men and communicate things to you accurately back, right. you know? Um, and it was kind of a me saying, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to have a relationship with parents. Right. Yeah. And I'm certainly not going to talk with you about playing time. I'll talk to your kid about that. Things like that. Well, that's probably still um, a rule, isn't it? That's still well, there. Not, not necessarily. You just don't. There's just no comparison talk. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. We can talk about what you know sure. playing time, but not you know what what's he need to do to get more playing time. But I do everything I can to communicate with parents now, and I and and to you know I, I not I won't say befriend, but not be a butthole. You know, sure. not be not not create a separation between coach and parent. I just don't think that that works anymore. I don't think it's it's not valuable to your program. It's not it's detrimental because you need these people to Absolutely. be good you know stakeholders and 
volunteers and they're your fans. Your parents are your biggest fans. I know we talk a lot about, we give parents a hard time on this podcast, but we couldn't do what we do without parents. We just couldn't. That's fact. And, and, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, there's, the, and recognizing that, you know, I just outline and say, look, you know, I know, I know that you're not going to agree with everything that I do and, you know, as a coach that we do as a staff and a lot of it's going to have to do with the way we treat your child. Let's just get that out of the way right now. Right. You know, we're not being fair to him for one reason or another because he, you feel like he should be playing or playing a different position or whatever. Just get that out of the way. I know it's going to happen at some point. If it doesn't, then feel really blessed. You've got one of those kids who's just awesome right? Awesome one way or the other. He's really, really good. And so he's always where you think he should be, or he's not really very good at all. And everybody understands. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a good bookkeeper, right? He's a good role player. He's a, you know, he's doing what he should be doing. You right. Know? Um, but it's a lot, but most of you are at some point or another, you're going to disagree with me. And I get that. That's fine. Um, just make sure, make sure that, that you, that you press pause for a moment and, and, Ask yourself, you know, okay, have I been rooting for the entire team this year? Mm. Do I really care about the entire team? Mm -hmm. Do I care about the, the, you know, because a lot of times the reason why we get upset is because we're we're thinking about this one this one person sure. that lives with us that we love very tenderly, and we and we and we're heartbroken when their when their hearts are breaking. Um, and uh, you know, I guess you're just asking them to to trust that you have the best interest of the program in mind. Yep. And, and like and there's, there about, really isn't much else you could say other than that, you know, th no. this is, this is what's going to, this is what's going to happen. You know, yep. just press pause, you know, you know, don't, don't, don't call me up right away, mad, you know, but I'll, we'll, we'll talk about things and it's hard to trust without a relationship. Yeah. So if you, if you, if you break off that line of communicate, it's hard to have a relationship without communication. <laughs> so right. if you, if you break off that line of communication, that makes things like mm -hmm. that, like that difficult. So yeah, I would agree with, with opening that up. It's, you, you know, you, I think you have to be willing to, to have conversations and, um, be honest with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, and you know, you went, you asked, do I have a protocol for it? I think that's extremely important is to upfront Mm -hmm. Let them know these are the ex. You're not you're not going to come up with an answer for every possible scenario that's going to happen throughout the year, but you can certainly predict some. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so here, you know, here here is yeah, non-emergency protocol. Pro pro <laughs> right, right. You know, I mean, you have that for everything. We talked about one, you know, earlier in the week about you know kids missing practice for one reason or another. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're if you're missing practice because you're just skipping because you didn't feel like coming today. Uh, you're going to probably sit out the next game. You're not going to play. But, yeah. if you, but if you're missing because you're injured, well, both kids are missing practice. Shouldn't they both sit out, right? Mm. No. You're going to mm. punish a kid for being injured? If you, don't, if you don't spell that out before the beginning of this year? Right. You're, running, you're giving yourself problems. You, are, you have the opportunity it, to, you're saying if it's to not put a fire out that's never, I mean, well, I should say that you have an opportunity to not have that fire get started in the first place. I mean, if you, if for example, if you, if everybody thinks that you have a rule that a kid should sit out because they mispractice, but there's no nuance to that rule, the nuance being, well, what's the reason? What's right. the reason you didn't practice, yeah. right? Well, all, if you have a hardline rule, well, if that's your rule, then that's your rule. Do it, right? I don't have to agree with it, you know. But 
if you in the back of your mind know, well, it's not right for me to set this person out because they missed practice for a completely different reason than the other person missed practice for. Right. Then, well, the problem is if I didn't communicate that up front, all the people see is one person's playing and the other person isn't, and they both missed practice. True. But if I communicate that in a playbook or in some kind of team manual or in some kind of parent meeting or whatever at the beginning of the year, this is the criteria that creates an unexcused absence versus an excused absence. Right. That's all it is. Unexcused versus excused. Yes. Right? Yeah. A legitimate injury is an excused absence. Therefore, you come right back, you're going to play. Yeah. Well, and I think because as you, you know, like I, I've read your play, I haven't shared mine. And with that's you in yet. there. Yeah. I'd like you, to see yours. Yeah. Well, you, you, You'll probably recognize some of the content. So, but uh, <laughs> um, it's in there because you, you know, in in these in these manuals, you know, we spell out, you know, our our purpose and our objective, and 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 you know the way that we're going to go about doing things. And when you make decisions as a coach what you should be able to do is go back into those into those guidelines and say, you know, was this action that was taken taken mm. in favor of these or in odds to, you know, yeah. in opposition to these. Yeah. And I think that makes it a lot easier to determine, you know, how, when it's necessary to uh, to take action. You're not going to be able to... Consistency you know, yeah. is really, really important. Yeah. And if, if you have it outlined, it's easier for you to be consistent in what you're... In what in the decisions that you're making in those gray areas. Yeah. Because you're not going to be, you can't like, you know, we're not, when we're talking about these manuals, at least from my perspective, yours might be different. I'm not, I don't, I don't outline every scenario I can think of. Like if you miss practice for this reason, you're not going to no. play. If you miss it for this reason, you're no. not going to play. You can't do that. You know what I mean? It's, but there's a principle behind it that everybody understands. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Like why did you miss practice? Yeah. And how does that fit into the, the, the program expectation vision? is that you will be there. If you're healthy, you're yes. going to come to practice, right? And right. You're gonna, and you're going to work hard. Well, let me ask you this coach. What about a, what about an academic, you know, reason, uh, reason? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, maybe a, a kid is, uh, uh, also in the band or the choir, and they've got a concert tonight, maybe, and you've got a game tomorrow, and this is the night before a game, and you're practicing tonight, and they have to Ooh. miss because they have a concert. Well, that's a little different. I think. I think. Um, oh, yeah, well, you want to. You want to. No, I'm not this? setting that kid out. <laughs> no. You're not going to set that kid out. Absolutely, I'm not, not either. But I mean, a concert that they're. It's a school event. That, yes. It's an academic event. An extracurricular event. An extracurricular event. But if they're going we're to watch Bon that, Jovi, we're gonna, yeah, I'm setting their butts out. <laughs> we're going to have that conversation early, though. I'm going to I'm going to oh, make yeah. sure they know that I support them doing other yes. school extra, extracurricular activities and, and how that and that is different and than Bon Jovi, right? Sure, That's, yeah. I mean, it seems, it, well, you know, no, you, it's, it, it seems is. like it's it, common sense, but it's not common sense. It's not, uh, and, you know, be, to and, a lot of people, it's not common sense because we have things in the in our in those handbooks that say, you know, we're going to support our school. Right. You know, and when I was when I said academic, I was thinking like an academic banquet where they, you know, were getting awarded for having a 4.0 or something mm -hmm. like that. Oh, I've had well, kids. Yeah. I've had kids leave games to go to the academic banquet. And, and, and why? In the middle well, of the how, game. You know, how, well, shoot. What's important? I guarantee I know that in your handbook, you talk about academics. Yeah. Part of a perfect Eastern and, Eagle and, is a is a is mm -hmm. a is a player, is a straight A student that, that focuses yeah. on academics. Part of the part of yeah. the vision, right? It's part of your. So there's no way I'm going to say no. You can't go to that. Yeah, I really, I really. Yeah. That was, you know, when. Oh man, 
I can't believe I'm going to admit this. This, this is going to take all my thunder. It's going to steal all my future power. Ah, people forget. You, uh, <laughs> you came to me one time and, and, and offered me a position, a coaching position for the one time. <laughs> uh, t- this is the only time I remember. Which time was this? This is when you absolutely knew that I couldn't say yes. So you came and offered it to me, but it was uh, it was a legion position. No, you didn't know. I'm just kidding. It was a legion position, or, you know, coaching position. You came back and we're coaching legion team, and you, you you know we had a conversation, and you left you left your legion handbook with me, and I thought, wow, the very this, first one I made. Yeah. yeah, I thought this is a, this is a great idea. I love this, and you know, over the years I've seen different ones that you've made, and that's something that I've you know, you know, I've incorporated it in mm-hmm. into my. Uh, you know, new journey as a as a high school baseball coach. So, uh, it but and that's why because I think it's so important to have these things up front. Now, here's here's my thing. I probably am missing some stuff in my book. You know, in my playbook. We all are. But yeah. I'm going to you know, it's a living document, right? So year after year, it's going to change. It's gonna it's gonna be uh, modified, and you know, I'll try to uh, as best as I can um, communicate. It's a it's a it's a form of communication. This is who we are. This is mm-hmm. what we expect. This is what we're going to do. And, you know, as we've talked about this whole time now, that's important for relationships and important for trust. It's important for getting the most out of your players, out of your fans, and out of your coaches. I really like it. Give you the credit for that, buddy. Thank you. You just brought up something that I completely forgot about. Okay. I thought that I asked you to be on my coaching staff twice and you turned me down but that's actually only been that you just i completely forgot that i asked you about it's three (laughs) every major coaching role that i've had as a head coach i've asked you so american legion in 2004 athens in 2013 eastern 2020 21 yeah it was january 21 three times folks Three, every time, every head coaching job I've gotten, I've invited Pat to be on my staff and he's turned me down. Well, that is he said well. he was, he said he was trying to have kids there uh, the first time, <laughs> right? So it was all, had, it was, this was the excuse. No, I'm probably going to have kids soon. Well, then the second time it was, well, I got young kids. Okay. I can understand that one. But then the, la- the third time was just because he didn't want to wear green. I'm just, I'm going to be really honest. <laughs> <laughs> How to do it? What to say? Do you? Well, he's I mean, silent. I'm just. I, we're going to edit this out, and uh, so we don't have to go back to it later in, in the future. But, coach, I'm sorry. Well, you know, you're in a good. I I accept your apology and I forgive you. And uh, you just could have had a lot of great experience uh, Boy, working into this uh, head coaching role. I'm, I could have. I could have. I could have. You know, I and that was that was. But you made you for for real. You made you made a choice that I will always, always, and as much as we joke about it, I will always value choosing family over something. When you know you shouldn't do something, it's hard to say no. But you you know the, the timing just wasn't ever there. It was really hard. It just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And all this time, you you think I'm serious every time I I joke with you about it, don't you? <laughs> I don't so know. what are we going to edit out? What do you want edit out? Just the whole conversation about, you know, how many, because, you know, I like to say you never have asked <laughs> oh, me. Oh, oh. 
So. Sorry, I got the editing power. That's staying. <laughs> so have we figured this out? Did we did we solve you the have problem? To ask, you have to ask uh, the, your, the listener, whoever uh, whoever gave us this 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 topic. But I think There's I don't not, know. That it's, it's not a clear it's, answer. It's a hard yeah. answer because you know you you know you got to you got to play with that. You got to have that kid there. You got. I mean, you've got to have those kinds of. You're always going to have those kinds of players. Usually, I mean. And just count your blessing the fact that you have someone who is just is is really good and he doesn't even know how good he could be, mm. right? Uh, Unless know. I guess he is a, a such a you know a polarizing presence mm. that he is he's hurting. If the it's team. a detriment to your team and your program, then you might have to make a difficult choice, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. because at that point he's not helping you. You right. know that talent really doesn't matter because it's taken away from everybody else. It's you know it's not you know bottom line is wins you know i, I was uh well let's just it say, really is yeah if you win it it covers you're, up you're a lot much of, more likely to keep your job it i mean that's just it that's the bottom line that's you may not truth. be happy true you true can, winning doesn't equal happiness and you might not be developing people right right but if you win it's easier it there's not it's as many complaints yeah. yeah yeah because yeah. it's hard it's hard to complain about a team that wins yeah yeah, I, we've played some teams, and I, I remember playing some teams where you just look at you, you know it's going to be tough for them to win. But there was something about these guys; they were a family, I and mean, you could tell, mm. you know. Yeah. And and I would rather win. I mean, I, I want to win, but you'd rather do both. I do. Yeah, yeah. You'd really <laughs> rather do both, but you but you do. You walk away. You know, I, I I got a team in mind right now that I thought these guys are. They're having a great. They're having the time of their life out there mm. in the field right now, and they they know they're not going to win. Mm. And it's yeah, you know, but I guess it just depends on your perspective on yeah. what's going on there. Yeah, and there's a lot to say about that and and the values of a program, right? Because you know I, what I'm thinking is that that school district or that you know they could easily say, man, why do, why why do we keep having this guy as a coach? Mm-hmm. We're not going to win. You know, but the kids might absolutely love them. It's a t- it's a hard thing. It is. It's a I've hard thing. that with teachers. Yeah, teachers have been not necessarily let go, but not retained for certain reasons. You know. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man, that was, we we're gonna we're gonna regret that one. You know, we're gonna miss that one. That's mm-hmm. a he or she's a, a valuable part of the, these kids' lives. And yeah, I've I've experienced that. I've experienced that as a as a student. Um, you know who's a valuable presence at the school district where you where you. Uh, I got a bunch of people. Now in, well, there's a lot. I'm sure you do. No, I mean I do too. I mean I, that's my that's my motor. But I was I was telling somebody this. I was down there watching a basketball game last week, mm-hmm. and the pep band played. Yeah. And Mr. Tony Dingus, oh my, who's yeah. been there since I was a student there. Absolutely. The only person right now is, did Coach Oliphant retired, didn't he? No, Coach Oliphant. Oh, Jim, Jim's still there. Jim Oliphant's still there. He's Mr. Oliphant, Coach Oliphant. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you got, you got his son is, is working in the athletic department, yep, too. Coach so. Oliphant, yep, he's assistant athletic yeah. director. Yep. And so he, I, I he's assume there. people call him Coach, too. Do yeah, they? We, we call, yeah, we just, call him. We, we, just call him by his name? Call him, call, call him all Coach. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, when you forget names, it's easy, right? When you walk around these clinics, it's really easy. What's up, Coach? Yeah. <laughs> it's all, but no, uh, so yeah, so Coach so because he he and Tony were the only two there. When I went back and spoke uh, a homecoming during the pep that pep week or whatever yeah. a couple years ago, um, I, I made a point to, to point out that there were two 
two teachers still teaching, you know, two mm-hmm. still you know in the faculty that were here when I was in school when I graduated in 1990, and then I had another one come and and listen to the to the speech, um, who was actually my speech teacher, and uh, and I was still nervous when I saw her show up, thinking that she was grading me and critiquing me and everything. <laughs> but man, I loved her. She was my favorite. And uh, but no, I, I told the person sitting beside me. I told Dustin. I said, you know who they need? They when this guy re- decides to retire, when Tony Dingus decides to retire, they need to build a statue out in front of that band room. He has done so much for that program. Let me tell you, that band is phenomenal every year. I went to the uh, to the concert the other night. Yeah, and the the senior, you know, the high school band and and the junior high band plays, and. Uh, the uh, they've kind of went up and down over the years. A small band, you know, smaller mm-hmm. band. I'll sure, say. you're going. It's like athletics. You're going to have sure. those years. Yeah. There's 46 graders. Ooh, 46. So he's not retiring yet, is he? Well, I don't, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, he's got great assistants. You know, that's uh-huh. another thing that I that I I've always thought. Well, and when you have people who come back, who graduate, and then come back and want to yes. help, you know, you've got something special. There. Yes. And yeah. I just thought, man, he's got. He puts people around him. That know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I, it's it's odd because I I spent four years following chastity around my wife in the, in high school in the band, and those band competitions are grueling. Yes, <laughs> they're tough. You know, the, you stick around Same it, thing. in the heat. I in learned. The cold. I learned to leave her alone after that. <laughs> I mean, let, let her let her have twenty four hours or so after. The, after the old band competition, but I loved it. I loved it it's because intense. they were good. When, oh, you know, I mean, they're good now. They they, they won grand they, champion. They of had it. those moments where they would turn around and they'd start marching toward you and playing full on instrument, and your your hair would stand up on your arm. You know? Oh man, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I love watching. It was like I never. It. I was never involved in band, but man, I I, I respect them and enjoyed them. Oh, we'll they're a huge part of a football game. Huge part of a, any any sport that they come to. They're a huge part. That's the difference between you and I. I I was involved with the band. Were you really? Yes. Yep. Did you play the flute? <laughs> you say that. Well, I, you, you look like a flautist. I, I play, <laughs> in the sixth grade. The flute of phone. I played the clarinet. That's close. <laughs> it is. It is. I, yeah, I played the clarinet in the sixth grade. Woodwind. Could, I played That's a woodwind. mean Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> And that's the first thing everybody learns how to play. I think that's the only thing I ever well, learned how to play. Those little recorders you play in grade school. <laughs> yeah, we learn how to play yeah. those. Clarinet Jeez. did it. You know, you brought your wife up, and this reminds me of something. I, I've got I, I I purposefully waited until we got behind these microphones. Oh boy! To ask you this. Okay. I was standing with somebody, and I can't remember where it was. I want to say it was in the weight room because it's the context of it. And you'll you'll know it was either it was either Wes it was either one of my assistant coaches or it may have been may have been Mr. Detweiler may have been Nick okay. Superintendent Eastern. Okay, who, who did you do CrossFit with? Which one of those people? Wes Buckley or Nick? Maybe it wasn't either one of them. No, I didn't do CrossFit. Well, with I can't those. remember who it was, but anyway, whoever it was said, "Hey, you ever seen Pat's wife lift weights?" <laughs> and I said, "No." I said, "In fact." I've had thousands of conversations with Pat 
And not once, I don't think, has he mentioned his wife working out. I don't out. think that's and true. I, and, I, and, I, and I said, well, what do you mean? And he go, oh, she's a beast. <laughs> he said, I have seen her, and, and I thought it was CrossFit. I've seen Maybe her Maybe Wes came for a little while. Coach I think Buckley it was for a little while. we were in the weight room. I, was, I started late. I, did, I wasn't going. And, but Chastity 315 pounds? 325. 325? <laughs> Buddy, she outlifts you. I, wait a second. <laughs> How do you? Are we talking squat that's a deadlift, or deadlift? Deadlift. That's good. Deadlift. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. She's strong. I understand now. I understand why you follow her around in malls all the time. <laughs> She'll whoop your behind if you don't go with it. <laughs> well. <laughs> you, you've got nothing to say. Moving on. That's, you're like, well, no, she does. It she is what it is. Competed in these CrossFit games. And oh, she like did that. the mm-hmm. competition. Wow. Yep. Yep. Mm, that's great. Well, she enjoys it. She, they're getting back into it, doing some kind of make yep. their own. They don't. There's not a CrossFit uh, yeah, area in or, it locally. Or, or locally, so yeah. they kind of get together. Her and her friends get together and do their kind of own thing. But you guys got a big enough garage. We do. Yeah. You can we, don't, up, we don't. We don't have. I tell you, it's hard to do. Road. We have. Uh, we have steel weights, mm, so it's yeah. hard. You know, it's hard to do CrossFit yeah, with steel weights because dropping you're dropping those things. Yeah, yeah. You need bumper plates. You know, Mark Ripto says it's not a rep if you drop it. I know. I I, I don't let our guys drop them. You put them down slow. Yeah. Do you have bump? Do you have I, rubber? They I, if they if we're doing multiple deads, right? So we're like if you do f- a set of five, mm-hmm. I'll let them drop the last one. Mm. If they can get that fifth one up, I'll let them drop the last. But one. But do you have rubber weights? Yeah. All right. Well, as always, everybody, thank you for being part of our conversation. The Coaching Life podcast would not exist if we didn't think that there was, well, it actually would probably. We'd still talk. We just may not record it. We'd still talk about this stuff. We just don't, we just wouldn't record it. The heck, we were doing it before we started recording it. So yeah. if there's one or two people listening throughout the week, uh, people we were listening we, over we our shoulders and B dubs. Yeah, yeah, that's so we right. just thought, hey. Eavesdropping, that's right. <laughs> Why don't we start recording these? So. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. And it's, uh, it's uh, you know, two weeks out from Christmas, so Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. If you, if you like the Coaching Life podcast, we did something really cool a couple years ago mm-hmm. called the 12 Days of Coaching. Mm. And right about now would be a good time because, what is it, December? Well, it's the 14th. So yesterday would have been a good day to start it. But go back and listen. It's just they're, they're, they're listed by day, day one, two, three, four. So we're, you know, we're recording on a day, day two, you know, right now. Yeah. It would be uh, leading up to Christmas. Um, and they were just little five-minute, five, ten-minute long, you know, just sort of like thoughts. Brief thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on, a, on particular topics. And some of those topics might be uh, really interesting to you. So, uh, and they're really easy. To, you know, this should be easy to listen to. They're, they're, they're short. Yeah. For all the people out there complaining <laughs> about our long episodes. That's right. You might like okay, those. You know, I thought this episode would be about 30 minutes. I did too, but we got on a couple tangents there. Yeah. A couple things that you want me to edit so. out, but I'm not going to. <laughs> well, I hope everyone enjoyed the conversation and all the secrets that was <laughs> that was relayed and you know all that stuff. So we still have another one. We'll save it though. The time that you passed out at work. <laughs> you have I, have I told? I haven't told that story. Not on. Not on, not on the recording. I didn't so. pass out. 
I got knocked out. Oh, I got, that's I what got submitted. <laughs> that's what it was. It was <laughs> yeah. You were doing a little UFC yeah. down down at uh, OIT or yeah. We'll, 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 we'll tell that story when when it's fit. That's a cliffhanger. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us.